after the baptism of his baby brother, little Johnny cried all the way home in the back seat of the car. And his dad asked him three times what the matter was. And finally little Johnny said, well, that, that priest at church, he said he wanted us to grow up in a Christian home, but I wanted to stay with you guys. <laughs> There are probably some people crying at the reading from St. Luke, but for different reasons. John the Baptist, fiery creature, faithful prophet, locust eater. Ah, yummy, crunchy goodness, locusts. Now, raise your hand if some of you remember John the Baptist from back in Advent, okay, where he figured prominently in preparing people to meet Jesus. Well, today in the church's calendar is the Feast of the Baptism of our Lord. And in today's Gospel reading, John figures prominently by baptizing Jesus, seeing the Holy Spirit descend like a dove, as well as hearing the voice of God declare these famous words, You are my Son, the Beloved, with whom I am well pleased. And John tells the crowds, because there's a whole bunch of people there, he says, I baptize you with water. But this one who's coming, this Jesus, will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Baptism water, baptism spirit, baptism fire. Baptism water, baptism spirit, baptism fire. Let's say that together. Baptism water, baptism spirit, baptism fire. Baptism is the foundational sacrament of the spiritual life. Baptism is the official doorway into the Christian family. For the baby, baptism is a sign of God's radical grace, God's radical favor, that before that baby could grow up and do anything, to deserve anything at all, God reaches out to that baby and says, You are mine. You are my beloved. I love you. And for the child, teenager, or adult, baptism is a choice to follow in the way of Jesus. When you and I renew our baptisms, which we're going to do a little bit later in the service, you are saying yes to God's radical grace in your life. You are saying yes to following in the way of the disciple, the way of Jesus. Baptism is more than cute babies being splashed with water. Baptism is more than a ceremony where someone is saying, Oh, I wish to join a particular church. There is a power to baptism. There is a power that is more than simply someone being sprinkled, splashed, or dunked. There's a power in baptism that comes from the Holy Spirit. And likewise, some of the other sacraments, ordination, marriage, Eucharist, Lord's Supper, there is a power to holy baptism that comes not from your efforts or mine, but from God. Some questions for you, some questions. Can you live out Jesus' great commandment to love God and love neighbor fully, consistently, on the basis of your strength and abilities alone. No! 
Why? Because you and I need God's help for that. Another question. Can you live out Jesus' great commission to make disciples of all nations fully, consistently, on the basis of your strength and abilities alone? No. No. Why? Because you and I need God's help for that. And can St. John's experience turnaround, revitalization, new life on the basis of our own strength and abilities alone? No. 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 Why? Because we need God's help for that. When you or I are able to accomplish something, something for the good, that we really couldn't do by ourselves or even together, that is often the Holy Spirit in operation. That's the breath of God filling us with spiritual oxygen. That's the fire of God filling us with sacrificial, selfless love. Professor Cindy Alt, who is a biology professor and an Episcopal lay preacher, put it this way in a sermon I heard her preach years ago on the feast of the baptism of our Lord. She says, quote, The human body is mostly made of water. Every cell lives off of water. The Holy Spirit dwells within us. Our spirit lives off the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is essential to the spiritual life. End of quote. There is an old bulletin blooper, an old bulletin misprint, and a lot of you have probably heard it before, but that's not going to stop me. And this bulletin announcement was talking about something to do with stress and some sort of spiritual way of dealing with stress. And uh, the blooper, the misprint, read this way. Don't let worry kill you. The church can help. (laughs) And uh, some of you think I need more help for my jokes in 2019 than I did in 2018. And if you believe that, say amen. Amen. Okay. Thank you. (laughs) You're failing your seminary. (laughs) It's over. Gotta be truthful. Truthful is important. (laughs) Yes, it is true. But seriously, seriously, don't try to strive to live this spiritual life on your own. The Holy Spirit can help. No spirit, no power. So how do you do that? How do you have the Holy Spirit, the presence of God? How do you tap into that divine source of power? Well, by receiving, by asking, by seeking. Receive the power of the Holy Spirit in the Lord's Supper, in the Eucharist. Don't just have a little wafer and sip some wine. But open up your mind and heart to receive more. To receive spirit. To receive power. And ask God. Ask God for help. Ask God for a spirit infusion in helping you to live out your baptism. Or to consider baptism if you're not baptized. Don't, don't, just don't recite words on a page. Don't just recite words on a page, but ask God for help in living the way of the disciple, the way of Jesus. And seek God's help in prayer. Seek God's help in prayer. Lord, I haven't needed a lot of strength for this situation. Or Spirit, please calm me. Or Father God, this person is driving me bonkers. Give me patience. Prayer is often the spark, the spark that will kindle the fire of God's love. Prayer is a way that you, yes, you who is 
filtering. You. Prayer is a way that you can breathe in God's breath. Think about that. Prayer is the way that you can breathe in God's breath. This power of God. Have you ever felt like your spiritual life was deflated? Have you ever felt like your faith was struggling to breathe? Have you ever felt like your discipleship was low on air? If you've ever felt that way, raise your hand. I would do all four, but that would be dangerous. (laughs) And if you feel that way right now, well then it's time for a Holy Spirit infusion. And if you feel that way right now, remember... At St. John's, doubts are okay. Questions are well. Please, come as you are. Through baptism, through the Holy Spirit, you are a beloved son. You are a beloved daughter of God, with whom God is well pleased. Turn to your neighbor and tell them they are a beloved son or daughter. Tell them. Turn to a neighbor. Tell them they are a beloved son or daughter of God. And let's do this one more time, because this is an amazing biblical truth, that you are a beloved son or a beloved daughter of God, and that God is well pleased with you. So let's do it one more time to make sure that everybody has this said to them. Again, tell someone else different, they're a beloved son or daughter. This is a winter fire for your heart. But this morning, receive a Holy Spirit infusion through prayer. This morning, receive a Holy Spirit infusion through relating with your fellow beloved sons and daughters. This morning, receive a Holy Spirit infusion by listening for the message. This morning, receive a Holy Spirit infusion by renewing your baptismal vows. This morning, receive a Holy Spirit infusion. By confessing what might be blocking God's activity in your life. This morning receive a Holy Spirit infusion in the Eucharist in the gifts of bread and wine. And then once you've been filled with the Spirit, once you've been renewed in your faith, then in the power of the Spirit, go forth from this place to love and serve the Lord. Amen.